Welcome to the Prophecy Club. <laughs> Our topic today is food. Now, before I get into this, you folks have to understand, I know a lot more than I can put out right now. So there's all kinds of rumors, there's all kinds of things being thrown around here and there that this is going on, that's going on. And quite frankly, I'm not convinced that a lot of it is accurate. So that's the first question I want to answer before we get into our topic of food. So why am I being quiet? There's an old saying that says, those that know don't talk. Those that talk don't know. I believe I'm one of those in the category for several reasons, not just Bible prophecy, but I've hinted to you that I'm under a non-disclosure agreement. I have given them permission to monitor my phones, my emails, and of course the broadcast. So trust me. Okay, just trust me. And also I got an email from someone else, very similar ministry to mine, quote, which has been removed sometime between yesterday and today. So I don't want to lose my voice. If I lose my voice, then how am I going to warn the people? How am I going to get the message out? So there are times to speak and there are times to be quiet. And when all of this stuff started exploding, Leslie and I had a pretty good conversation, and we all decided that right now is a good time to be quiet. So I'm letting you hear from a lot of different sources, and believe me, there's all kinds of things flying around out there. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Is this going to happen? Oh, no, it's not going to happen. Oh, when is it going to happen? It's going to happen today. I don't think anybody knows right now, except maybe one or two people. So right now, I'm just being quiet. But for right now, I'm going to ask you to trust me. I know what I'm doing, okay? So, on to the topic of today. This is new information, first time this has been released. So, Saturday night, January the 2nd, I was in my prayer closet. And I asked the Lord to speak to Leslie, specifically giving her a message for the church. Well, the next morning, unbeknownst that I had prayed that, Leslie gets up. And she has a dream. Okay, now, we're on some new stations. We've got some new listeners. And so, for those new listeners out there, you don't understand who Leslie is. So, let me briefly explain. In my opinion, out of the 160 speakers making 330 DVDs in thousands of Prophecy Club meetings out there, the person on the planet that I trust the most is actually hearing from God is my wife, Prophet Leslie Johnson. She's given over 5,000 prophecies, and to this day, as her husband, I do not know of a one she has missed. She is, like the Bible says, lay hands on no man suddenly. Well, she doesn't give prophecies suddenly. And when she gives them, you can write them on deposit slip, bank will take them. <laughs> They're going to happen. I remember at many of the crusades we've done, I would constantly see people walk up to her and say, two or three years ago, or five years ago, you gave me a prophecy. Let me, it was right on. It came to pass. I saw that so many times. Not only that, and by the way, out of these 37 years of being married, she's only given me two prophecies. Only two. <laughs> now, you'd think <laughs> her own husband, she'd get, no, only two. So when Leslie says something, I'll put it this way. 
People in our church fear Leslie. Now, it's not in a scared thing because they love her. She's a very nice, kind, easygoing person. But when the anointing comes on her, they listen. They listen to Leslie. And you'll be wise to listen to her also. So anyway, let's go on. So she said, I had a dream January 3rd. It's speaking to the church. She says, I saw a lot of people who represented the church, and they were in an amusement park. Everything was fun, but they started getting very, very hungry. I believe that's talking about right now. See, because before the V hit, and I won't say the word, you know what I'm talking about. Before the V hit, we were in an amusement park. I mean, everything was going wonderful. Uh, Economy was great. And then the V started pulling it down for a lot of people. This prophecy is saying there's about to be some people in America that are hungry. Let's go on. Everyone was having fun, but they started getting very, very hungry. All of the restaurants and the food availability was gone. They were not able to get food at this amusement park, so they were leaving in droves. I think that's saying that here soon there is going to be a shortage of food in the amusement park. And the amusement park is talking about our nation. But when they left, they left without their shoes. What? What? What What does that mean? They were all barefoot and very hungry. They were all looking for food, begging for even one piece of bread to give them. They were searching for something. They were searching for the one, the only one that could feed them. Now, before I give you her interpretation, remember there's sometimes several interpretations for the same thing. Let's go on now. Here's her interpretation. The word for this church today is that this could be the year of 2020 wonderful. Let me say it again. This could be the year of 2020 wonderful, 2020 wonderful, 20 wonderful. Okay. In other words, it could be a good year. If you seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with everything about you, he will feed you. But you'll have to get in his word. You'll have to get in the King James Bible and understand that these thys and thous, are, they're there for a reason. Find out what that reason is. For thee, the only one, the one that's wonderful, will speak to you. He will guide you through this year. You will be walked, listen carefully, you will be walked out of the amusement park of fun and laughter and playing. The Lord says it's time for the church to stop playing. It's time to stop seeking amusement. It's time to put on your shoes for the preparation of the gospel. For you are not prepared, church. This can be a wonderful year for Christians if you have your gospel shoes on and walk in them knowing everywhere your feet treads, you can claim it, declare it, and it's yours. But you must put on your shoes for the preparation of the gospel, says the Lord. Further, she says, this is a dream for you, the church. It doesn't mean you will not have fun. It doesn't mean you will not have laughter. It doesn't mean you're not going to have food to eat. But know that he's the one that's going to give you the food. Know that he's the one going to prepare your feet for the gospel. It's time, church. It's time to wake up and stop going to these churches that are just giving you amusement. But find truth in his word. 
Seek him out. Quit seeking out the fun, the frolic, and the entertainment, but seek the gospel, the true gospel. He will prepare the way, but you must put those shoes on. Now, again, I'm talking about food today. So there's two kinds of food she's talking about. She's saying, yes, that there's a possibility that there's going to be a shortage of food this year. It's up to us. And that's what Coverstone was told, too. The audible voice of God told him, church, it's up to you. What's that saying? I think that right now America is at a crossroads. Right now we are at the fork in the road. We can go to the left. We'll go down. And as Sundar Salvarez says, we will go into our captivity. Or we can pray. We can turn to the right. And let me just say, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not in the flesh, holding up signs and calling your, your congressman, although calling your congressman is a good idea. But understand, that's not where we get the victory. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the bullying down of strongholds, loosing the angels to do warfare. The, the power in, in Christians is on our knees, fasting and praying. We will get more done fasting and praying than we ever can any other way. What it's saying is that we can go to the left, we can go down, and eventually go into our captivity. Or we can turn to the right, we can turn to Jesus, and we can have prosperity. That's what it's saying. Now, let me back up and refresh your memory before I go to the next one here. Remember, Dimitri Dudman, that's the Romanian pastor, smuggled Bibles into Romania for some 30 years, was arrested, put through five months of torture, culminating in them putting him on the electric chair twice as... The electricity is going through his body. The whole room lights up with white light. It's the angel Gabriel. You're not going to die. You're going to America to give them a warning from God. That was 1980. 1984, he arrived. And the night he arrived, the angel Gabriel came to him again, said, get beside me. Showed him California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida. He said, you see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah. Right now, I don't think there's probably anybody in America that would deny that our nation is full of sin. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. And one day, it will burn. How will it burn? America is so powerful. He said the fall of America will start, listen carefully, will start. Didn't say it would end. The fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack. The, bomb, the Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. Now let me back up. Let's take it one step at a time. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America. I don't think, having now carried that message since February of 1986, Seven. I had to think for a second. I don't think that that's saying that America is going to be hit with Russian nuclear bombs when there's an internal revolution. It says it will start. I believe that what happens when he says the start of America to fall, well, I'm trying to remember, I think it was November the 5th of 2020, the all-capital corporation called the United States of America was not just filing Chapter 11. It was dissolved legally. Legally, and not by one, but several sources have confirmed it. 
There is no such thing as a corporate, all capital, United States of America. When you look in the back of the $1 bill and it says United States of America, gone. It's not there. When it says the fall of America will start with an internal revolution, when it says the fall of America, okay, we are not under the Constitution anymore. What? You must be a communist. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If the Supreme Court refuses to follow the Constitution, you're going to have a hard time convincing anybody we're still under the Constitution. What? They're following the Constitution. Wait a minute. When Texas and what was it, 17 other states filed the uh, the lawsuit against what those other six states that, that were swing states that violated and broke all the rules and everything, when they wouldn't hear that, now hear this carefully, when the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court would not hear the lawsuit between states. Well, who else is supposed to hear it? Only, only the Supreme Court can hear that. When they wouldn't hear that, they're not going against, they're not going with the Constitution. When the six swing states did not follow the Constitution, which said it is the legislature that decides how the election is going to go. When the states, six of them, simply threw the Constitution out the window, we're not going to follow. That means, that means, that means we're not under the Constitution anymore. In other words, we're a nation under God, <laughs> finally, rather than a nation under a constitution. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, that can be a good thing. You remember before Samuel anointed Saul as king, the nation of Israel was reporting directly to God, and there were prophets every place speaking to Israel, guiding them and directing them, but of course it got to where they weren't listening to the prophets anymore, which is why they decided they wanted to have a king in it. Of course, we've been under kingship ever since. But the ideal way was before the king. The ideal way was when a nation had a lot of prophets that was listening to those prophets, listening to the voice of God, and doing what he told them. That's the ideal way. But the problem is, is well, America doesn't have any more apostles and prophets, right? <laughs> At least that's what my own sister thinks. But actually, that's not true. And I believe we're going to see more of them rise up. Anyway, back, back to my point. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. So the U.S. All-Capital Corporation of America, gone. So as of November the 5th, I believe that's the date, November the 5th of 2020, the All-Capital Corporation is dissolved, gone, does not exist. And since the six states and since the Supreme Court, has thrown away the Constitution, Constitution gone. Constitution gone, then that means the Republic is gone. Okay, so what's happening? I don't think it's bad. I think what's happening is about to be really good, if, if, if we pray. Now, again, for our new listeners, maybe you don't know this, but we had a solemn September assembly, September 9 and 10. 450 people came from all across America, and we fasted and prayed for 48 straight hours. That's right. We fasted for 48 straight hours, and that microphone had someone behind it round the clock for 24 hours. 
And we prayed, many of us, on the same prayers, which were many of them. We fasted and prayed for our nation. We gathered under the one name, Jesus, to do one thing, pray for America. That's all. Then the next month, on Halloween, October 31st, 2020, we gathered in Topeka, Kansas, 160 of us. And this time we fasted for 12 hours. And we kept that microphone going for 12 hours. 12 hours solid. Christians under one name, Jesus, to do one thing, pray for America. No denominations. No divisions. I think it made a big difference. Now, back to my point. So the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. In my opinion, and since I'm pretty much like one of the primary ones carrying this message since I heard it February 20th of, of, of 1987 for the first time, my opinion, I believe that that internal revolution started with the election November 3rd, 2020. Now let's go to the second uh, sentence. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. I believe it started. I don't think it's ramped up a whole lot yet, but I think it started January the 6th with some half a million Trump supporters showing up in Washington, D.C., basically with one voice. We want you to do the right thing. Yes, I know that there was some bad things happening. and I'm not going to get into that today. But what I'm trying to say is, on November the 3rd, the internal revolution started. On January 6th, some of the people start fighting against the government. Nobody, nobody can deny that. Some of the people started fighting. Look, when you have a half a million people show up at the White House, <laughs> show up at the government capitol, that's some of the people start fighting against the government. People were not happy. Third sentence. The government will be busy with internal problems. Are we busy with internal problems? Well, we've been busy, but I think it's about to get a whole lot worse. Now, here's the good news. I do not think, I do not think that Russia is about to attack with nuclear weapons. Why? Thank you for asking. So April 15, 2002, my wife had a dream, and we call it Airfat in the hospital. It had seven points to it. Now, the dream was confirmed almost immediately. So she was told the seven points. Here are the seven points. That Arafat would go into the hospital and die there. <laughs> now, think about that. That's a pretty big prophecy. Send out to all your supporters. Put on the Internet. Put on the radio. That better come to pass. Well, it did come to pass. 11-11-04, a.m. Arafat died in the hospital just like she was told even though when she was told it April 15, 2002, Arafat at the time was not allowed outside of his compound, yet he died in the hospital as she was told. So that proves the rest of the prophecy. We better bend our ears forward and listen. Next thing is, two, Israel will give the Palestinians a state. <laughs> well, that's the big hubbub that's going on in Israel right now. <laughs> Are they going to split Israel? Are they going to give the Palestinians a state? Israel will give the Palestinians a state. The Palestinian state, number three, will be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen the military. Four, oil will be discovered in Israel. Five, the oil will make the Jews willing to fight for the land. Six, Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. And I believe that that's when World War III starts. Now let's go on to the second thing. This is good news. This is actually telling you, you do not have to worry. Russia is not 
I'll say it again, Russia is not about to attack America with nuclear weapons. Not yet. But a lot of us depends on our prayers, brothers and sisters. January 22, 2006, Leslie heard the audible voice of God speak to her and say, Israel refuses help to America. Then she heard the following six newspaper headlines in her spirit, in her heart. This was the order. She heard them, not necessarily the order they'll be fulfilled. Catastrophe hits America. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. By the way, if you're smart, you're writing these down. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel has attacked America sends troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then, number seven, she heard my voice quoting Dmitry Dudeman. It will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Now, you may be saying, all right, well, where's the confirmation on that? Well, I got the confirmation on that. In 1982, a pastor of Willow Park, Texas, by the name of Hayseed Stevens, part-time pastor, full-time oil man, was invited to go to Israel to meet Menachem Begin with another group of other oil men. He said while he was there, he said the Lord spoke to his heart and said the world's largest oil field is located at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. He said, well, if that's true, it's got to be in the Bible. So he started researching. He found 17 prophecies in the Bible that say in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. So he came back and he actually started an oil company to continue to, 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 to gather the money to go drill that well. In 1998, Prophecy Club put him on a 10-city speaking tour which he said blew financial life into his vision to go drill that well. But in 2003, he fell dead of a heart attack. And his son took over the, uh, the company, and it didn't go so well. 2007, his former attorney called and asked if I would be willing to start a new oil corporation to continue the vision to find oil in Israel, to which I said, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I mean, I'll pray about it, but probably not. So this was my prayer that night. I'm just telling you what happened. So I said, Lord, if you want me to start that oil company, uh, as you know, I don't have any $5,000 laying around to start the oil company. So if you want me to do it, send the money. I thought, yeah, that's a pretty good prayer. I got out of that deal pretty quick. Next day, didn't even cross my mind till the office called, said, lady called, wants to talk to you about oil in Israel. Why is people calling me? I didn't think to do with oil in Israel. Well, she'd been a $50 a month partaker now for over 10 years. I think you ought to call her. Well, I was going to call her anyway, but of course that sealed the deal. Thank you for calling. The reason I asked you to call is because two nights ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night and told me to give you $30,000 to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. My exact words were, well, fine. <laughs> She said, what? So I told her the story. So we started Prophetic Oil Company. Now, I'm not offering shares in it. We're not offering shares right now. But one day we will. So just cool your heels there yet. Uh, but the next part of that's coming. So anyway, so when we started it, now this is early 2008, I started a, I set up an 18-city speaking tour going from the south to the north all across America, and part of what I was talking about was obviously oil in Israel. After I spoke in Abilene, 
excuse me, in, in, in Amarillo, Texas. This was June 14th of 2008. Before I went to bed, I said, Lord, I hope you're pleased what we're doing because it's not going so good. I mean, we're spending $3,500 proceeding and advertising, not many people showing up, not many people getting saved, and went to bed. Well, that night he spoke to me. I mean, I heard audible words, and they said, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel. Now, anytime I say that, I have to give you a disclaimer, and that disclaimer is, I cannot guarantee we're ever going to get the money or drill for or hit oil in Israel. Now, what I generally don't talk about is what happened the rest of the night. There's only been two times in my life, oh, I take that back, there was just another one here just recently. There's only been three times in my life that God spoke to me like all night long. It was like being in a schoolroom. He just kept talking to me, kept talking to me, kept talking to me. And I like to be able to tell you everything, but it was like it was more like a download to my spirit. The, the, the primary thing that I can remember about the rest of the evening was this, this. He said, when those prophecies I gave your wife begin to come to pass, those are exact words he used, when those prophecies I gave your wife begin to come to pass, people from all directions will begin to turn and listen to your ministry. Now, I believe that that will have something to do with us having meetings in sports stadiums. And again, for you new listeners, we haven't talked about that in a long time, but I'll, I'll get to that one of these days too. So let me go back to the whole point here. I believe that because we have those headlines, which I'll go through again in a second, I believe it's saying that the Russians are not, not about to attack America. That should be good news because right now, with all the problems in America, <laughs> in terms of an enemy, would be a really good time for them to attack. This is the order I believe those headlines will be fulfilled. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Two, catastrophe hits America. Three, one of America's greatest times of need. Four, Israel refuses help to America. Five, Israel has attacked America, sends troops. Six, chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. So, those prophecies are confirmed. Leslie heard it in an audible voice, and I had it confirmed. As a matter of fact, when he was saying, when those prophecies I gave your wife began to come to pass, people from all directions began to turn and listen to your ministry, I saw her. I saw my wife holding up newspaper after newspaper after newspaper. I saw the headlines that said those words. I know that's of God. That's the reason I am very adamant the Russians are not about to attack America, at least not yet. Now, let me go back to the point. <laughs> We're not even getting too much food today. But uh, let me get to the point. Right now, America is at a crossroads. We're at a Y in the road. Either we go left toward communism, we go down, we go where America's attacked, we fall apart, and we go into our captivity, or we turn to Jesus, we turn to the right, and we're going to have prosperity, we're going to have a lot of good things happen. It's up to us, church. It's up to us. If your heart is with us, I'm asking you to become a member. Actually state before God that you are with our vision to win thousands upon thousands of souls, 
to teach prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, to be a blessing and give answers in the time of trouble. If this is your heart, go to prophecyclub.com and click on membership. Only takes 90 seconds. This will help us to get a loan for an office and a church to do the work of the ministry. prophecyclub.com With our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits, and vegetables at HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for every person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code S-T-A-N. For emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five Help Pre-Trib 1, five Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, five God's Warning to America, five Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and ten Miss the Mark, 40 books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. The introductory rate, $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. You get the first three days free just to check it out. Watch prophecyclub.com. 